0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Advancing Consciousness podcast and today we get to play with Katya Williams once again. And uh, so she's on the second time on the podcast and to give us the opportunity to really have a great conversation, strike uh, strike up a conversation that goes deep, uh, be able to access different topics. And these are all topics that right now, in one way or another, is helping us go through a lot of the changes that we are experiencing. So I am uh, welcoming uh, Katya once again, and it's our pleasure uh, to really... Uh, connect with her and to be able to do to do this again.
1: So thank welcome. you so much, Franco. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I always love our conversation, so I'm excited to see where we're going to go today.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we you know, this is the thing. Any conversation, we kind of uh, say, okay, this is some of the areas we're going to cover, and then we just let it unfold on its own.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, should I offer a topic to begin with? sure yeah
0: whatever you like let's play together
1: okay give me one second and actually franco are you able to pause yes i am okay i'm going to pause for a second too okay okay so i thought it might be fun to play with something that i think you know these are my like my favorite topics (laughs) of all the things we could talk about This is probably one of my favorites. And it has to do with, I guess you could say it ties in the idea of beliefs and how they impact our degree of wellness and just our body in general. So, this has, to give people some context, this has been, it's become a real focus of myself, like my own path, my own journey. The work I'm doing with folks now is all just naturally gravitated towards the idea of bringing people into a knowing of, you know, who they are at their core, but now even entertaining this idea of what does that mean in terms of the physical body? And I know you've talked about it in many venues, and uh, I love to have conversations with you about this. Um, And the idea is, maybe we could begin with the, the idea about how beliefs impact wellness, and then maybe next get into something like, how our beliefs impact our ability to access our divine human blueprint. Both of those, um, I mean, they just seem so timely because now more than ever, I think probably a lot of people can relate to this idea and the experience of the body feeling differently now as we enter these periods of really high frequency and this high vibrational light entering the body does all kinds of wild things. Um So, yeah, if, if you're comfortable to speak on these topics, um, I'd love to begin there and open a conversation
0: Sure, absolutely. I, mean, I know you have a lot of experience in that because uh, you've uh, you've been focusing on health uh, over over the time period, so um yeah, we, we we can certainly play with that. Of course, beliefs of anything, any belief shape all types of things. It's not just a physical uh, representation, how you see the world, what you would access or not access, uh, what you would make, what choices you make, um, how much of a box you may live in, in the sense of restrict- restrictions. Uh, beliefs also shape what's even possible, and. The deeper beliefs that we have, because the thing is, a lot of people say, well, you have to have beliefs. Well, no, not really, because beliefs are temporary. And yeah, we can play with that. But, you know, do we need to shift our beliefs? Well, you got to look at whatever belief you may have, if it actually serves you or not. Because realistically, you want to tap into a knowing And the knowing supersedes belief because knowing is rock solid in a sense of actually... Now, the thing is about knowing is that we will access in different levels the knowing uh, based on what can best serve us at the time because we have to understand we create realities and experiences and so forth that is best conducive for us uh, uh, on where we are in our journey and how it can serve. So when we go back to the beliefs, if we believe that there's nasty things happening out there. We believe that uh, shifting from one experience to another in the sense of health-wise, for example, um, is not possible. It can only be done through conventional medicine or the fact of surgery or this or that, or the fact that it's uh, going to take a long time to heal or it's impossible to heal. You know, like people like to say, to heal meaning, mm-hmm. you know, bring the, the body back into, a harmonious functional state, uh, then it does impede. It does definitely impede. But if we have a lot of beliefs that we have to protect ourselves, we have to, you know, be careful what we do and don't do and so forth, then uh, it does also impede because then you're restricting yourself to the exposure of what you can create and what you can experience in the collective uh, too. If we believe that we get this particular ailment, that it's a a demise or that it's going to end up a certain way, as long as we believe that strongly, we're going to continue to use to reinforce whatever that experience may be, rather than looking at saying, okay, this is my messenger, this is my uh, cue for me to take a look deeper to see what I, where I've put my energy focus and what is driving me to stay in this state, you know? Uh, sometimes the wake-up call has to be, and you've probably seen it with many people, where at times they're so close-minded and restrictive in their way of life until they have an accident or a major ailment that they actually change the direction of their lives or mm-hmm. uh, start looking at some more meaning, much more res- uh, stuff that re- resonates with them rather than playing the old, the old game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... Yeah, beliefs affect us on so many levels and definitely physically is is a a part of it. Now, there is also other beliefs is the fact of if you believe that if you are well or if you are fully functional, then people are going to expect things from you or you believe that in some way, uh, if you have an ailment, you can get away with uh, not performing a certain way, even on the collective uh, forefront, uh, then you're going to continue to, to project or an experience a, res- a restrictive ma- a measure. If we believe that in one way or another, whatever you have is something that you cannot transcend or transform or restore back to its natural state, then that impedes too. So when we're looking at it, it's not just what does that mean? Like I have this ailment and it could be part of time to take a look at your life stream and see what needs adjustment,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, where your focus is also, meaning what are your stories, programs, belief systems and perceptions that are still very active. But at the other time, you can also look at okay, how does this serve me right now? How? Do, what belief did I accept that? Oh, okay. If I'm disabled, then I do not need to perform. If I'm disabled, people are not going to expect things from me. If I'm disabled, I'm just using that as an example that you know I can get away with uh, you know uh, getting special privilege where I go, whatever it is, right? So beliefs yeah play a very powerful mm-hmm. role uh, and um how have you noticed with people that you deal with because you've been in the health front for mm-hmm. quite some time and also in looking at how to enhance uh health and and, and your partners uh, on mm-hmm. the same page two so yeah what have you noticed uh, beliefs what role well, does beliefs play in that environment no.
1: it's it's interesting um the more so i would I personally get to see it from two perspectives. One is the perspective of folks who are wanting to not necessarily deal with an illness, but they want to expand their body's capabilities, Mm -hmm. not have the limitations of, you know, the life we've lived up till this point. And so that's, it seems to be its own set of programs and beliefs that we have about what we're capable of. And in addition to that, of course, the, um, the judgments and the labels and the expectations that we put on the physical vessel and what it means to have this vessel. So there's that whole ball of wax there. And then in working with like what you mentioned, like my partner and I, we're addressing people's health and wellness from the perspective of, okay, they're coming in with something that the body is, is presenting. Let's call it a symptom. And then I get to play with them in the realm of beliefs in terms of, okay, it comes from a a couple different ways. As I was listening to you speak, Franco, I'm noticing that it's kind of a layering of different categories of beliefs from what I'm seeing. There's like what you mentioned, the beliefs about, okay, is it even possible for me to no longer have these symptoms expressing in my body? Is that even something that I can say I believe or know that it's true that I can let go of this in some way? And then there also seems to be these um, beliefs, and I'm discovering this the more I I would play a role in a sense of being like a a conduit to speak for the body on their behalf and finding out what the higher self and the body are saying or identifying is the most or the, the programs or beliefs that are in highest priority for them to clear that ties into this illness or um, stress response in the body, which it's been really interesting to play with that because a lot of the times, well, not a lot, but definitely sometimes you'll get a response where, for example, maybe dealing with a client who's got, you know, under tremendous stress, feeling the symptoms of burnout or whatever the case may be. And then in speaking with their body and the higher self to say, okay, what do you want to bring forward as what's in highest priority so that the symptoms that they're experiencing, whether it's a gut issue or it's something to do with pain in the body somewhere so that that can be relieved. And then to find out and then share with the individual, well, apparently there's something around not good enough or there's something around the idea of um, I can't do it or food is harmful and it just seems so unrelated. And yet as we dig in, and then starts working with the body consciousness, working with the higher self consciousness and getting that, basically that starts for the first time probably in the person's life, we have an opportunity to let the body and the higher self kind of drive the experience or drive the the session, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so they get to discover that there's this really strong link between what happens within the body and then what's happening inside the mind and then not just the mind, but then how the higher self also plays into this. So I know you talk so much about the relationship between the soul, the higher self, and then the body and the the human entity and how they all do work together. And so it's been really fun to see that play out. And then to be able to share these insights with folks that thought, wow, I thought I was just coming in for some you know, coaching on how to be less stressed out and get my body, my energy back up. And so it's a really, it's, I find it, um, I share it with Brian, I said, I feel like it's a bit of a Trojan horse, which feels really necessary these, these days, as we're stepping into really needing to know more of who we are at a multidimensional or more expanded level, and then realizing that we're not just these humans in these little meat suits running around, there's actually so many levels of consciousness that are trying to express through us and the body is such a big part. So that part's been really cool. And, um, and it's been really wonderful to be able to, as I know you get the opportunity to do so often, but is to be able to kind of start to connect the dots for folks on, okay, for example, this incident uh, with, my, with my sister that happened when I was six and she's been tormenting me ever since, is actually somehow having this effect on my intestinal lining being inflamed, <laughs> which is giving me whatever the, whatever the case may be, or you know, the relationship with, um, or a memory or an experience like playing soccer or something as a kid and not being picked and how that's impacting you know, this low libido or whatever the case may be. It seems so unrelated and yet it makes so much sense and so connecting those dots, it's like fast. It's fascinating, and it's also, I think, so um, relevant to today, as people really need to step into more of a, a, a recognition of there's more than me, more to me than just what I see. So it's been an amazing journey. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's you said it so well. I mean, oh. uh, how it affects us on so many levels, and uh, so going through the whole process of looking at what. The body is saying and what else is playing out uh, it allows you to to look at what needs to be unraveled so that uh, it can experience it even the idea of aging and the uh, the idea that in some way and, and there's a belief of it and it's deep um that uh you know here i am uh, i'm i'm uh, going through whatever i'm going through and i'm exposed to this and if we have a belief that Everything is trying to kill you, or something like that, then you become much more sensitive to not only the environment, but everything else that you're uh, interacting, exposing yourself to. So uh, there is really that whole alignment that it has to occur where we're saying, okay, you know, I I am the field, I am the one that can decide and, and play with whatever I choose at this point in time. And uh, as much as I've given power to uh, this journey of mine, uh, up to to this point, uh, I really don't have to, and I can shift it just because, yeah, time to create something different. And you've seen, uh, and I know you've you've seen people go through major transformations, and not only physically, but emotionally too, because the two are tied in. You know, the emotions are basically, uh, it's to do with the body itself okay um emotions change your chemistry in your body it does you know create all types of things stress is still emotions really okay mm-hmm. um so but what what causes stress if you look at it it's not what's really happening mm. it's the interpretation of it and the label we apply to it so the belief that this is stressful i'm overworked or whatever it is or that, you know, going into that, that actually creates that stress within the body. And that stress is basically changing the chemistry, the communication within the body. And then what you're doing is you're expressing that on a physical form. And if you do it enough times, it's not that you're creating damage. In a way, you're creating a more permanent default, which is changing only for one factor. It's not because it's trying to kill you. The factor is to get louder and more apparent so that we see it and then we address it. But what are we addressing? Anytime I've worked with people with stress, okay, it always goes back to what they are interpreting of whatever they're experiencing or whatever they're involved in. And this is why it brings in the the, the importance of seeing everything as play, everything as an opportunity of growth and not to focus at, you know, and putting timelines or putting resistance to any of that, which is a great experience. But the thing is right now, that's not, the body screaming it in one way or another, if you wanna call it that saying, no, we're not gonna give power to that. We're not gonna continue to support that your higher self or your human entity at this point in time. and even your soul is saying, okay, we've already have enough of that experience, but now we want to experience something else. If you're stressed, you restrict your potentiality, your creativity, your imagination, even the opportunity to see that there is other options, other opportunities to redirect anything at this point in time. And so sometimes stress, like people say, stress kills, which is just another concept or belief system. But stress actually uh, brings you to a point of having a malfunction or what looks like a malfunction in your body. But the purpose of that is not because you're stressed. It's because the higher aspect of yourself and including your body saying, hey, it's time to get your attention here. If I have to kick your butt or stop you in some way or make it so powerful that you're going to stop ignoring it. And, and when you say ignoring, not in ignoring, I don't care. It's like you're putting it aside, saying, okay, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you're in, see, you're not here to deal with anything. You know, this thing, well, deal with it. There's nothing to deal with. It's about experiencing it getting to a point where it says, okay, we're no longer requiring this. And then you start taking action or whatever it is, shifting it. And the first action you do is to get rid of the belief that supports it, the, the story around it. You know, uh, If something seems difficult, if you're having fun with it or enjoying it, that's fine. But if you're not, then you say, okay, how does this serve me, okay? And it's not about dealing with anything or sucking it up, like the other words that they like to use, suck it up. It's like, no, it's not about sucking it up. It's to be present in the experience, saturating yourself to a point where it says, okay, you know, I'm done with this. It really was great, whatever it is. You're not going to have any judgment around it because you want to drop all the polarity around it. And then you start shifting it. And then as you shift it within yourself, you're also going to notice that you're not going to have other aspects of yourself coming in to contribute, to put you back into, maybe at the beginning, just to kind of test you if you're rock solid in your own mm-hmm. self-guidance and saying well, let me see if you really are, are, are not unswayable any longer. And, and it's never about resistance. It's never about being stronger or, you know, what we've been led to believe that, you know, we have to fight and you gotta be strong. You gotta be determined or anything about nature. You can be committed but at the same time, it's really about saying, no, I'm staying true to my the direction I'm going. And no matter what is offered, I'm choosing this direction. I'm going to be flexible to see it, but I'm not going to be open to going back to the old way, only because it doesn't feel natural to you any longer. It doesn't feel supportive for you. And that's really the, the thing. So anytime you know, we looked at stresses or ailments, um, you know, even people that are on their deathbed. Okay. Uh, you know, their their bodies are, are shutting down or whatever it is. When you really look at it, they, okay. So in some cases saying okay, this is what I'm going to use because I, it's time for me to exit, but you can exit with ease. You don't have to go through ailment or whatever it is. Now, yes, we can take on a role and say, oh, I'm going to play this role for my family. And you're going to be okay with that. But in most cases, you know, any form of ailment, it's really, it's like, okay, what's really playing out here? Um, I've had people that have, you know, passed away and whatever else, because they they interpreted this idea, belief system that I cannot change. It's too late. I'm too old, or I cannot change because my circumstances don't allow me to change. And if that's the case, for me to say you know i'm going to redirect my life it's so hard because there's such a strong belief that i'm going to have so much backlash or resistance that it's easier for me to just get sick and die sort mm-hmm. of thing you know i'm just saying that as an example because that way i get out you know and i've had that with family family and and other people that i've worked with and it's like nah i'm tired whatever it is you know even when you You talk to them from a higher perspective because you don't even have to have the conversation with them directly. You can connect with their soul or whatever it is and find out. And they're saying, you know, we're too, the soul is urging, but the programming is so deep. And, you know, there's so much uh, ingraining that's happened. It's like, yeah, we're out of here. You know, how can we be of service or whatever? So, but that's it. So, yeah, Uh, a lot of, of whatever we're experiencing has to do with beliefs. And of mm-hmm. course the other parts is, yeah, let me have the experience, but also, you know, uh, really uh, getting your attention is a, another part that comes into play. Oh
1: my gosh, so, okay. totally.
0: Time to yeah. redirect. And you've seen it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing, you've probably seen people that have had ailments in their lives or feeling compromised and whatever else. And when they redirect their lives and they, they change the focus on it, all of a sudden their, their bodies and their experience starts to improve oh,
1: yeah. and they didn't even
0: have to have medical intervention.
1: Yeah, that part's amazing to me too. We were talking um, earlier about how, you know, when you can shift a perception, when you can shift your point of awareness, your point of consciousness or let go of belief, how immediately in your physical experience you can see something shift like the the guy that hasn't spoken to you in in months, suddenly texts, or the money is returned, things like this. Um, But it's amazing, too, to see what happens with the physical body. Um, My partner and I just had this experience recently where uh, we were working on a belief that was completely unrelated. I think it had something to do with business or something. And seemed very completely unrelated to what anything might have to do with his body. And yet in going through the process of working through these various beliefs, his body started responding differently. His, <laughs> he didn't need to consume as much thyroid medication, the allergic reactions that would happen to food sensitivities. He was like, wow, all of these little subtle things are now going back into balance and it makes so much sense, right? Is what you were talking about before Franco, this, the way it really is, it's uh, evidence of this whole epigenetic expression that comes through. Right. And these things are usually running in the background. Like they're not even things. So often I find mm-hmm. that we're even speaking, mm-hmm. they're just running in the background as these very lightly conscious or very much subconscious thoughts. But if we can still address them, the body just does what it's going to do naturally and goes right back into this balanced state. Sometimes it's little by little, sometimes it's really dramatic. But it's, uh, it's such a powerful vessel. And I love the connection between the thoughts that we're thinking, the programs that are in the background, and then what the body, like you said, is trying to scream to get our attention on. So yeah. The other thing too, Frank, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Um, The only other thing I want to mention is how fascinating it is for me too, that, and, and I think it's relevant to speak to on this topic, is about how for example, the the idea or the example of stress and how that really is coming back to how we're perceiving. So, again, being able to expand our conscious awareness of life in general naturally brings the body into a more peaceful state because our lens that we're looking at the world through has expanded into seeing things more of how they really are, right? Um, but then it just reminds me that it's ultimately at least I'm paraphrasing maybe what you haven't said, but if you can comment on this, that ultimately the body getting our attention is really about its role in helping bring us back to that highest truth that we were talking about on the last call, which is this world we're playing in and this body that you're working in is not what it seems, it's all a game. It's all a holographic projection coming through the projector of your mind And if we can look at it from that perspective, and like you say, not take it so seriously and play with it, be light about it, I like to really emphasize that being light, it just takes the pressure off. And then we are able to break out of that self-imposed box of limited experience, but that it's really a choice too. Um, But I find more people are willing to like step into that realm of the unknown and say, okay, I'm willing to try this new choice on, let's see how this goes. So it's fun to support people on that on that path. But um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that it seems so obvious that it's all leading to this one thing, it seems, coming back to the highest truth of who we are and what this whole reality experience is. Maybe you could elaborate on that or speak to that for a moment.
0: Yeah, and the one thing I wanted to say too, if you, if you notice that, um, with in regards to say the stress part. I've noticed and I've seen, I've worked with people that in one way or another, they would be doing a certain job that Mm -hmm. when you look at it, wasn't very physically stressing, there's some, okay? Um, But they're experiencing stress. Then in on their own time, they're playing sports they're uh, you know they're building uh, things at, uh, at their home or somewhere with uh, people or by themselves that are way more challenging in the physical side of things and uh, would be considered stressful but they're not experiencing stress they're experiencing pleasure they're experiencing playfulness so What's the difference? It's the two filters. This I equate with stress, even though the body is not looking at a stress, it's the interpretation because that particular filter now has labels and definitions. Because you may not like it, or you have a judgment about whatever you're doing, where this one, you have a label saying, this is fun. And So it's very different in the sense of how you experience it. But what changes it? Mm. It's just the label that we've applied to it. And I've seen it with so many times. If you pay attention to it, and I'm sure you have noticed it, some of these people that are stressful in one way are doing de-stressing activities, which would be way more stressful. on a physical life, but they're not seeing it as stress because they're not experiencing it as stress because they don't have a belief or an idea that this is stressful.
1: That's so, such a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I've seen it even myself. So, some of the work I end up doing with regards to um, answering to everybody's emails and Facebook messages and whatever else is not my, my favorite thing to do, okay? It's not something I feel and it takes up less energy in the sense of doing a call with you right now or doing a whole standing up for two, two and a half hours. And the last one was, uh, was even longer. Uh, or doing a two-day workshop where, you know, if you look at it, it's very like you're physically involved, energetically involved, you're speaking a lot, whatever it is. And there's a lot of content. Versus sitting down and just reading emails and responding. So that's a lot easier. However, that feels way more stressful than playing with you right now, playing in doing a, a full series episode, or doing you know a one day, two day, even the seven day work sh- you know retreat mm-hmm. or anything of that nature. So there is an interpretation thing, but there's also a preference thing. Okay, this is why I want to delete to that. Mm-hmm certain things feels more natural for us because you're at that stage where sharing at this level has a much more supportive energy from your higher self, much more supportive in the aspects of yourself, okay? Because you've turned a chapter and you're where you are now. For example, Years ago, for 23 years, I did mechanical engineering work, which I enjoyed. Um, I got to use a lot of my skill sets and whatever else, create stuff that other people weren't creating. Be use that resourceful, but it changed. It came to the point where it became stressful in the sense of saying, "No, that's not what I need to do any longer," and doing this, which I was only doing part time before became full-time and this feels a lot like a lot of fun you know and so we have to also pay attention to some of the stress you may feel some of the physical stuff you would feel it's time to review not only what you believe about it, but also from an energetic source, high essence of yourself. If it's time to let go, what you're doing and shift into something else.
1: That's big. That's absolutely. Big yeah. and
0: I'm sure I, I like you've done certain things in your life where you know it felt good for a while, but the, it, then yeah. it, it changed. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, for you to go back to do it. It would be highly stressful. I know if I had to go back and do engineering work, and I tried it. <laughs> I did some years back because I was offered the position, a temporary assignment, to go back some years later when I had already dropped it completely. And it was a project that I would be able to do because I had the skill sets in that area and I've done it before. I was offered it and it was lucrative financially, also for a nine month stint. It was well paying, uh, not quite $10,000 a month, but pretty close to that. And I thought, okay, resources are a little tight right now, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know, take on the assignment. Boy, did I get to meet some stress face on <laughs> because I was not being energetically supported. Mm-hmm. Not only from not my higher self, but none of my, because it involved a different focus. It involved accessing a different level of consciousness and also resources, which was no longer where I had shifted into. Mm-hmm. So now I had to go play back into the inverted 3D type of world for a period of time I hadn't been there for a long time. For several years, I've been in the higher states and doing this type of work. So to go back there was very difficult. Now this doesn't mean um, that I couldn't do it. I did it, but it was painful. And when I say painful, it, it took a lot of resources to do so. And I remember feeling the stress of Sticking to a commitment that I made. Now I had the choice to back out, but then at that point in time, I was like, ah, okay, let's see. But it was a very big eye opener for me. And I remember when I was offered the next project, I said, no, we're not going there. You know, Thank you, but no thank you. And that was because I knew for a fact that I was done with that chapter, You know, regardless, Mm -hmm. what I had done before. So this is some of the things that people have to look at. We have to pay attention to, yeah, what our beliefs are. Absolutely. What's our focus in? Uh, We need to also focus on the fact that is it bringing a message for you in one way or another? But the other part of it is also to look at what you're doing and saying, am I still forcing myself to do something that does not support me any longer? Doesn't support me Personally and it, it's not supportive collectively because now collectively and also personally, I have to step into another role. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's the big one. Is, yeah. Oh, I love I, that. Yeah. This is
0: this is what we're doing right now. And this feels natural and it feels very empowering, even when I have my challenging health days. Mm-hmm. When I shift, turn on and go into doing the work, most of everything that I'm, uh, I'm feeling, I'm not saying 100%, but most of what I'm feeling shifts.
1: And you're talking work. about like, when you're doing like your purpose work, your soul yes. work. Yeah. Right? yeah.
0: And this applies to everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. If you're
0: having mm-hmm. fun, it shifts it very much. If you're doing something purposeful, meaning that it feels in alignment for you, it shifts. Oh
1: my gosh, very absolutely.
0: I dealt with people that had a full day of work at night, uh, all day, I mean. They come home at night, they eat dinner, whatever, and they're really enough. They sat in front of the TV, they would fall asleep or they would just feel so lethargic and feel exhausted. However, then we would have a meeting, okay? A a, a gathering. I remember people would come after work because I used to do it in the evening because everybody had day jobs. Um, And we were talking about all types of things maybe a little bit different than what i'm talking about now a lot of it involved in alien, aliens and you know alter, uh, other dimensions and other stuff and people would say wow you know i feel energized i feel great because we were now playing with something that excited them it was something that they really felt that they wanted to put focus in i had one gentleman that was a doctor And he would work in the hospital all day in an emergency room too. And he would come to my talks that I would do twice a week. And he says, every time I come to these talks, I feel like I'm getting renewed.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, eventually he dropped the doctor thing. (laughs) He did something else. But... uh, so this is the thing. We have to pay attention to those cues because it's mm. us talking to us.
1: Yeah, and that's such an important point. And I think, um, I, I love that we've touched on this because this relates, this really, it, um, it covers all spectrums of the life experience, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. You and I have talked about before, um, the work I've, I've, I've done some work with uh, business groups. And what was so amazing to watch reveal so the initial, let's give you the example, the initial um, complaint or the reason, the, the uprising, the situation that was um, the reason I got involved to support was, let's just call it resistance to flow, you know, stuff to do with business activities not flowing properly. And it was impacting all kinds of investors and different, different people and all this different aspects of the company. And so you go into it from that's the presenting symptom, much like the body, as it might be, okay, I have sore knee or I have a heart issue. And then what was coming up in terms of tapping into the collective of the group, like the stakeholders, the founders, let's call it. And then individually as each of them, what was coming up, it was causing the resistance within the business was the beliefs and the resistance that was happening internally on them individually. And it all came down to what you were saying, basically, which we know makes sense, right? It's, it was, it was, personal beliefs that either took place as far back as early childhood or experiences that they had had and formed beliefs and programs around growing up seemingly completely unrelated. And some of them made sense, you know, like, yes, okay. Um, Growing up, not maybe having a lot of financial resources as a kid and then always striving and striving and then bringing this striving forward into today where I'm doing this activity for my job to try and appease this part of me that's a program from when I was a kid not having money to quell that, and it never can. And then the higher selves looking at everybody in their individual bubbles and saying, okay, who here is actually doing what you really want to do? And so that brought up the whole issue of maybe it's time to review what you're doing. And that seemed, um, it wasn't a surprise to anybody. This was the really cool part is that when that idea was brought up and saying guys listen what's what's coming up is you know so and so you're having these beliefs about xyz and this is actually causing resistance towards the business flow and everybody had their own package their own sort of description as to what was their recipe for the resistance to the business but what each one of them had as well was fascinating speaks directly to this passion and purpose piece which was okay it is a job it's a business But we're at a time right now where us higher selves, speaking from the avatar perspective, um, we're not doing stuff for the money anymore. Exactly. So figure out a way to make this work and make this fun and or don't do it anymore. And you gotta start doing the things that we came here to do. And that was really, really impactful. And in a sense, it gives everybody a sense of permission to say, okay, Yes, I'm doing this job. However, I really want to be doing this other thing that brings me so much joy. And so it was the most, uh, it's a really interesting experience to go through and navigate that with a group of people who all have a common purpose. And you can see the same, like even in family dynamics, right? It's It's a group working together for a common goal, but to see it reflected in business now was even more interesting to me because it doesn't seem to matter what the situation is who the people are, or what the package is that's being worked on, it all comes down to the same thing. The soul came to have the experience. And like you mentioned earlier, Franco, yes, sometimes it was to have the challenging experience, but only for a while. And especially today, there's like you were saying, the body's screaming, the soul is screaming. There's no more room. It's like they're not giving the humans any more leeway. It's like, okay, tie this up or get on the right track or we're going to I will create something that will help you derail this so you can be free. <laughs> so they can, it's kind of like we're getting the, the option to go kicking and screaming or to go willingly towards something that we ultimately really want anyways, which is freedom from the beliefs that are standing in the way and to be living a more fulfilling life, doing the things that we really love doing. Isn't it? it it's amazing that it seems like, no, no, I don't want what I want. Don't give me what I want. No, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's wild. And it's so real, like it's so true.
0: And the thing is too, you said something very interesting because um, beliefs, you know, people take on beliefs that uh, if I have more money, I have more stuff, I'll be happy, okay? So a lot of people, besides the survival is one part, but after that, it becomes happiness, being, uh, get over the survival part, then I wanna create happiness. So I, I work harder, I do this or that, or I have to sacrifice for the next while to have the resources so I can be happy, right? But what the, 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 the movement is towards, abandoning all of that and really accessing what brings joy, because joy is yourself-expressed. Because mm. happiness is a polarity. There's happiness, and there's sadness. There's just polarity. Joy is your natural state. It's you in, as creator in action and creating. You, the reason you experience joy is that you're having satisfaction in your creation and your experience. It's all working together. So what's happening, the question you would ask somebody, um, I'm not happy. And uh, the thing is, okay, you know, you explain the the, the polarity of happiness. And I go, what brings you real joy?
1: Mm.
0: You know, and a lot of times they don't know at first. So then you walk them through it and say, what really feels natural to you that feels exciting to you and so forth? And then when you look at it, so you end up shifting into what feels more joyous. And joy meaning, also means alignment. Alignment with all aspects of yourself. I've seen people say with health issues, as much as even diabetes, for example, that when they started to shift their way of doing things and went into joy, meaning that they were doing something joyful, it cleared up. It went away. Um, Other forms of ailment, cleared up like fibromyalgia disappearing from letting go you know it's not i remember this lady some years ago she had major fibromyalgia the moment she left her job and started to do something she really enjoyed she ended up making money again afterwards but she got to the point when she shifted from that, and that's just one example amongst hundreds. But one example is that the fibromyalgia went away over a period of time, and it wasn't a very long period of time. and And I remember she contacted me, and she goes, "I don't have that extremely, streaming, extreme pain anymore, where you know I couldn't sleep or this. And it was just because, and it wasn't so much the job it was she was out of alignment on what she was doing it did not support her any longer she needed to do something different and she started doing something else she actually joined another company that was about uh alternative ways of doing things in life like higher consciousness um and so forth and and her health changed, her viewpoint of life changed. She started to see that there was something else waiting for her that she wanted to go into because it was her that wanted to really get into into that. So, mm. uh, yeah, it, it transforms a lot. You know, anything that we have in our body, happening in our body, happening in our life, that is, con- you, you want to look at the programs, but you want to also look at. What, what's the message behind this that needs my attention here? Because now it's time. And right now we're changing very quickly. Mm-hmm. And more and more people are shifting from whatever they used to do before to align to something that feels more, not only joyous, conducive, feels more in alignment with themselves because they're becoming different people. And the energies are doing so, changing us. And we're allowing it to change us because we're doing it together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have to bring other things in alignment uh, in our life. So some of the things that you were okay to do before may not be okay for you now because there's a different you that's come up.
1: That's such a good point. And the energy is true. I mean, I think even like three or five years ago, if you were to say, you know, you really need to do what you're passionate about it was a much different ball game. I know for myself, you know, there would have been much more resistance um, at that time to maybe looking at things and changing on a dime, for example, but the energies now, I know you talk about this a lot. Um, they're so supportive. It's like all you have to do now is take one step in the direction of what you came here to do and experience. And it's like the wind just comes right under your wings. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen this with clients, seen this in my own life, seen it with friends and family. It's just all we need to do is take that first step and then the evidence shows up tenfold, especially in the beginning. So if that's if there's anyone watching that's, you know, wondering if this could happen for them, you know, could really, you know, try it. It's like mm-hmm. that first step you take, I believe but the higher selves really want to make sure you get the message first. So that first time you'll get like a really big win, <laughs> just to make it clear, you know, this is like you said, I feel this so strongly too, that there's just, there's no more time to wait. And we've never had so much available to us in the way of support energetically. And also, do you feel like the higher selves are are more the higher selves and even like the body consciousness too, are more involved and more active now in really making sure that you feel supported and you also don't stick to things, whether it's lifestyle, diet, life in general, that you just are willing to cut the cord.
0: Yeah, it's been shifting for quite a few years now, uh, but it has taken more of the driving uh, position Mm -hmm. than ever before. So it is much more, it doesn't matter, you know, the thing is you can have a heavy, heavy programming and uh, ego involvement because the ego likes to use programs, likes to use old stories and whatever else and reconcocted and, you know, create different things. And it likes to take over the emotional component of it because it has more impact with it. But the higher self has been much more diligent in pushing things forward, much more vocal energetically but also through signs and meaning physical emotional um uh, you know a lot of other cues involving other people as reminders and so forth because it really wants to participate more and more in creating a shift not only on a personal experience but on a collective experience at this point I had done some workshops uh, some years back talking about, you know, you have the ego, you have the conscious mind, you have the subconscious mind, you, you have the unconscious mind, but you have the super conscious mind. And the super conscious mind, uh, it does involve the innate consciousness of the body, the innate consciousness of the human entity, and really the, the main, main soul consciousness coming into play. And the superconscious has taken on a higher position and a higher ratio of what comes into your life. So even and I was talking about that when the uh, the laws of attraction was coming up, yeah. the secret and all of that stuff. And I remember when it came up, I, I did quite a few different workshops in in unraveling that to get a deeper understanding, because people were some people were getting really good results, and the majority of the people were not getting results, or some of the the, the results were untimely. It just took a long time before it came about, and the results were mixed to match. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And, uh, you know, the question came up and and it, it wasn't to do with manifesting more or anything of that nature. It didn't, had nothing to do with what you were uh, feeling or, you know, uh, consciously uh, paying attention because if you want, like I, the example I used to say um, is that if you wanted the red Lamborghini or sports car of some sort and in a a beautiful big house and a partner or whatever it is. Because, I I mean, a lot of people was money, stuff, relationships. They were the big thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because the belief was, if you have that, you'll be happy, right?
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: So the question kept coming up, and this is why I did the the workshops on it, was that, uh, well, you know, look at these people. They're getting all this stuff and all this fame and all this, you know, the ideal partner and whatever else, and I'm not, you know? Well, you have to look at your life and say, okay, you have to understand. You can imagine all you want, but if it's not in absolute alignment with your higher self, so you could say, okay, I could envision, I could have my board, I can do this, I can do that, I can sit there and feel myself having all that experience. That's great. Fantastic. You're setting this, the, the 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 screen or whatever it is. Yeah. However, why are you not projecting on the screen is the question. So your higher self, your super conscious is saying, okay, we're now committed to making progress. We got to look at it. Is that red sports car going to be complementary, in the sense it will bring you more in alignment with what you came here to do or at specifically at this time where you really have to step up the game or is it going to be a distraction Now, sometimes it says, oh, it's going to be a distraction, but can I utilize the distraction? Meaning, can I let you have it and push your buttons at the same time? (laughs) Let you have it and see that all of your illusions of happiness is not going to give you the results that is meaningful to you now. May have been before, no problem, but right now. I've had some wealthy people have sessions with me. And I remember one guy some years ago, he says, listen, I got the big mansion. I got 12 cars. I have the ideal wife. I have the ideal kids. I have boats. I have everything. I have more money than I can spend. But I am miserable as hell. (laughs) He says, I followed the protocol to get all this stuff Guess what happened to his higher self? His higher self said, okay, get everything you want because you're going to be the guy that's going to go out there and tell people that that's not where the thing is. So he got all that stuff. But when he got all that stuff, he was happy. And the one thing he said, this is before we even had the conversation. I mean, we started the conversation, but before I even led him into looking at it more deeply. He says, I've noticed that no matter what I get, only keeps me happy or in pleasure for a short while, then it becomes a burden. You know, one car, two car, three car, four car, five car, 12 cars. Now I can't even decide which one I'm going to drive today. You know? Um, I have to keep making money to support all of this stuff. I have keepers to take care of the house because I can't expect my wife to be, you know, doing all this work when we're in a, you know, uh, I can't remember it was 10,000 square foot Mention sort of thing but he says I can't find happiness in fact I'm actually having health issues mm. So then we start looking at it he says well you know your higher self gave you all that stuff allowed you to have all that stuff to achieve, achieve this level of saturation and finding say that is not the answer I have to do something meaningful mm. what does he, does he do now that. he coaches What does he coach? He works with people that have big businesses, wealth, whatever it is. And he's not doing it for the money. A lot of the stuff he got rid of. He got rid of all those cars. He only, I don't know if he only has one or two. I think a few years ago he said, I only got the one or two. I think one was an SUV, the other one was a sports car. He says, that's just for pleasure. Uh, But he doesn't identify. I don't identify with it. The mansion's gone. You know, the 12 car garage is gone. You know, I have a more modest, even, you know, the modest thing for him was more than what many other people have. But at the same time, it wasn't this big thing anymore and got rid of a lot of stuff. Um, Because he said, I don't get any. I, I now do it if it really brings me pleasure and I don't identify with it any longer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of mm-hmm. the businesses I had, I, I liquidated and whatever or sold them off or whatever. He says, I am helping other people to realize you need to find your joy.
1: Mm-hmm. So perfect. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And the joy
0: may be a different avenue, a different focus, a different way of life. And so he now feels good with what he does.
1: That makes so much sense. I don't have his
0: permission to say who he
1: is.
0: (laughs) So I'm not, I never asked him that. So I'm not going to say who it is. But at the same time, he's out there. He's doing all types of different things. Maybe not on the main, main, main screen because he focuses with, uh, you know, executives and, and professionals and stuff like that because he has that experience he has owned the big companies he has been the professional he has had the wealth he still has some of that wealth anyways because a lot of the stuff he does he's he's returning it when i say returning helping other people you know to have so he's helped a lot of the so-called, you know, areas where it needed that. I think he's actually used a chunk of his money. He said that he's gone to third world countries and and built schools and houses and whatever else for them. Uh, I think he said, I don't know if he said Nigeria or someplace like that, where he actually went there and has built whole communities of homes using the resources that he had and the investments that he had while he's also doing the coaching stuff for helping uh, new professionals and people that are, you know, putting their attention on whatever it is. So he's done a lot because of it. But the thing is, the point is, you have to really acknowledge what, where you have to redirect your energies, resources, and follow mm-hmm. what, you know, the passion is, but the joy provides you in the sense of saying, this is what I feel conducive to do. And I feel, see, you have to look at it when you're doing it. It has to energize you. It has to feel really nurturing and good. The same thing we're doing right now. Just don't lie. You don't have to over-exaggerate this or even if it's not feeling totally true to yourself. When we're having this conversation, does it energize you? Does it feel pleasurable? Oh, yeah. Does it feel joyful?
1: I haven't eaten all day and I don't need to because I'm just being so fed by the field that we bathe in while we're having these kinds of conversations. Yeah.
0: And this is the same for many people. You find that when you're doing something of joy, it doesn't have to be this, for example. You can be enjoying and creating all types of things. There are people that are scientists, people that are discoverers and and are using technologies or using art or using their skill sets in different ways that they have tremendous joy. And how do they do the joy? Because what they're doing is actually elevating or assisting humanity and uh, discovering themselves but also to create a community a hum- uh, whatever mm-hmm. you do because everybody's got different skill sets it's not like oh we're all the same no we everybody's got different skill sets so you use that skill set some people love to cook they bring you know they create new recipes, they create new beauty with food, natural food. We're not talking about, you know, the packaged stuff. What are natural foods where they're using flowers, they're using uh, herbs, they're using uh, vegetables, they're using fruit, they're using a blend of different things. I, I know this one beautiful person that every piece of, uh, every time she makes food, it's art, it's art. Um, and I know Kimberly does a bit of that herself, but she also has uh, another person, which I won't name. mention the name. Uh, <laughs> Angela is her first name. But like they create such beauty in vegan natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. And they don't stop at just what people say, this is the ingredients we use. They bring in things that a lot of people are not thinking as mainstream like yourself i'm sure you Mm -hmm. do a lot of different things using a different blend of things it's like you're bringing in the essence and the energy of all that that they're passionate about they enjoy it they enjoy creating it and sharing it even you know sharing what they've discovered and sharing not only the recipes but they put love in it you can sense the love in it because they're doing that
1: Oh, yeah. There's people
0: that have created communities where they're uh, creating beautiful meals that it's not about just satisfying hunger. It's about satisfying every part of the sensorial, including the intimacy of the food mm. and so forth. And it's just amazing. And I'm just giving you one example out of many. Yeah.
1: Out well, of- that makes so much sense. I mean, it seems, is my own theory, but it seems to be, it feels true. And that is anytime because I've seen this happen with food specifically is um, when you bring when you're doing it in an environment we have this experience my partner and I when we go and visit a friend who has us over for like the weekend and it'll be like eight or ten of us and first of all you're loving the people that you're with you're away from your routine And you get to do the things and play with the things that we really like. So some people like to, you know, they like to go swimming. Other people like to go in the forest or we all do. Some people really like to cook. And so what I've discovered is anytime we go there into an environment like that, me being someone that likes to prepare food, you you can't make any mistakes because it's like this life force comes in it's your passion, your, your soul really pressing through you. And it's like, Oh, you only have two ingredients. Let me make this magical for you. And then you enjoy it. Everyone enjoys it. And this becomes this like contagious momentum building experience of joy. And like you're saying, like food is so intimate when we just eat. Right. And so it becomes this beautiful expression and all of these magic seeming unfoldings of just the simplest things that become so satisfying and so um sensual really is so powerful I love that you brought that into it
0: yeah no absolutely and and the thing is too some of the shifting because some people have been used to making preparing food a certain way and whatever else Mm -hmm. and I can give you an example like even with Kimberly my partner um you know she was not vegan um She's a country girl. So she had the country aspect of it. So now she's coming into my live stream. We're coming into each other's live stream. It was a shock for her too, the shifting from one to the other, but it was exactly what both of our souls, you know, had constructed on the back end to to make it come. And so now it, she started to use her thing and say, okay, well, I'm gonna have to create, create food that's vegan, right? Mm -hmm. And there's some things that she really enjoyed eating, but now she was trying to find vegan alternatives to it. And I'm not saying to say, make meat, for example, whatever it is, I mean, she did eat a little bit of that and fish and whatever else, but um, at the time. But then when she started uh, playing with, you know, came into our life scene, we lived together and whatever else, she started to create. And there were some Mm -hmm. meals that she replicated using total natural vegan ingredients that when people tasted it and enjoyed the experience of it found it tremendously much more superior Mm. than the conventional stuff i remember she made some cakes and pastries and stuff and her family came over and including my family and whatever else and they are used to the conventional stuff okay conventional cake conventional whatever using gluten-free no eggs no dairy uh, not even using refined sugars using type of they're eating and they go wow this is fantastic way superseding and no aftertaste and no uncomfortableness in their body. They couldn't believe it It was 100% vegan with the most natural ingredients, which trumped over many times with the conventional stuff that even famous um, places that made cakes and whatever else. To the point that anytime it was re-offered, to say even going to a bakery that specialized in certain things, it it was never the same because it carried a lot of different energies to it and the body was not used used to it. Well, that's just one thing, but then our whole diet now has been vegan for quite some time. Uh, my diet's been vegan for you know, 35, 36 years since 1985, But um, or vegetarian, then vegan 32 years or 31 years, but anyways, Uh, but just bringing that in and it changed all of it. Now to even consider the other way, nobody even asks for it. They're actually looking forward to the treats that would come from, I'm not even talking just dessert type things. We're talking about main meals, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody misses it. It's just, it's so much more using mushrooms, using all types of different things, which, you know, it's, and it feels lighter energetically feels much yeah. more supportive and there's a pleasure in, in all of that and yeah. i i've said it to her a lot of times i mean if you guys rich herself and her friend uh both are beautiful experimenters and uh you know, I said, well, if you had to actually ever start a restaurant, it would be like a lineup around the the block. You would yeah. be booking ahead of time because it's it's a powerful, energetic, and a sensorial experience mm-hmm. without using any of the stuff that would normally have a lower vibration. That uh... so once you get into joy and feeling that natural state, it's amazing what you can do on so many levels with mm. art with with technology, with food, with, uh, you know, uh, having, and the thing that you said right near the beginning, you and your partner is also creating environments where your body Mm. goes to the next level of capacity. Yeah. And feeling stronger, feeling healthier not even talking about people that are a, not well and going into well mm-hmm. we're going from well to bringing your body to a even a more pristine state and able mm-hmm. to do things that um, normally wouldn't so you're not pushing yourself you're just seeing how far the body can actually reach more of its capacities of sorts,
1: mm-hmm. right? oh and, yeah uh, well yeah. Franco, you just t- tapped on something that um, I'm really passionate about and excited about, as you know, um, which is being able to expand our ability to really experience what the body's capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's been a really big teacher for me, uh, besides yourself in this area, I might add, is the body and being willing to have the conversation. With the body, even if you think there is no conversation that could be had, mm-hmm. but being very conscious about I started with just approaching food, moving up to the choices, say okay what what do you want?" and then what's been really interesting is over the years, and especially this year, i've just been blown away i've had you know many years of being vegetarian, vegan, sometimes raw, living food vegan. Then when my partner and I got together, you know, I was reintroducing some things like animal products, which was fun to play with <laughs> for a while. Yeah. But this year in particular, as I continued to, it's almost, I think maybe people have had this experience too, where before it was a conscious effort to tune into the body and find out what it wanted. But now it feels like we're moving into this place and I'm seeing evidence of this all around me of where the body's really kind of making the choice for you. You know, it's becoming more obvious about the things that it wants and what it doesn't. And what's amazing is without really paying attention to it, what I noticed was everything was moving in the direction of this lightening and what you might call like an ascension diet, which I really was not paying attention Mm. to. But then as I learned more specifically about what that the details of that was, I am like, oh, my gosh, it's just like it's it's like a playbook. Right there and in following the the signals my body was giving me the more light i ate the more things like i was craving citrus specifically oranges Mm -hmm. and craving wild mushrooms and craving all of these things and then having these thoughts pop into my head as i would come to this like sensorial experience of like oh my god i think like i feel like All I need to eat is this (laughs) forever, like that satisfying. And then realizing that um, my body has just been guiding me on this path to being able to absorb more light. And then as I followed its guidance, what was really exciting and what this is the, the part of the work that's coming online now that I'm so excited for, for all of us is what I started noticing within my body and then outside the body, we'll say like really more within consciousness and the energy body is all of these things that started coming online. Um, I joke about and say my, you know, my superpowers are coming, more of them are coming online. And it really feels like that. Um, there was a time before, I think i probably first heard about it from you years ago about the idea of our bodies getting to a place of not aging anymore and all of these potentials and back then i was like oh yeah that's going to be amazing i don't want to age you know i want to stay young forever but it was coming more from an ego place of you know like more from vanity right not really wanting to have to deal with this or the mortality aspect but what as we move closer into this time of being able to realize it because now that kind of templates available to us and i'm sure other people and probably yourself are experiencing this too is that it's become so much more about just stepping into my fullness and feeling aspects of my being that were never really alive in this way. And it just feels like, oh, the aging bit, yeah, whatever. That's just gonna be a really great side effect to Mm -hmm. this feeling magnifying. So, oh, I'm so excited and, and loving the process already that's unfolding and it feels like it's happening quickly like i've been witnessing things changing in so many areas that's a whole other i think podcast for us but it's been amazing how quickly these things are starting to come online and what's exciting is the moment i mention these things about what's capable what we're capable of and that we're going to be at least for myself we're going to go on this journey a bunch of us together anybody i mention that to there's an excitement even if they don't know what i'm talking about Mm. DNA activating divine human blueprint, what? Yeah, like reversing aging. And they're like, sign me up. Because who doesn't? There's a part of us, I think, that's always wanted to believe that that was true, you know, and never really wanted to buy into this whole inverted version of the world. So it's so exciting that that is coming online. And so many of us are now starting to tap into pieces of this. And really get to experience it. So I think I talked a lot about this right now, but I'm sorry, I'm very excited about it. And just oh no, no, absolutely.
0: I mean, the 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 thing is, you made some really, really excellent points regarding the ego version and the uh, the part that you know around aging, around the Mm. part that feels natural for you. See, our bodies were modified, and when I say modified, where some programming got put in there so that it. It adopted the idea that it has to age and, and deteriorate. But our bodies are designed for an average of a thousand years with the capacity to extend it even further <laughs> if it wants to at this point in time. Even if the soul doesn't want to be there for a thousand years, you know, you can have what the souls come in, and that's pretty pretty normal. But at the same time, uh, what we're doing now is deactivating that code of aging and re online the natural so-called blueprint and so forth. And this is why when you said, you know, we know it, it's because it is a, a truth of how it actually is and what the design was. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're accessing that truth, or at least the truth is becoming much more... Uh, something that we're observing coming mm-hmm. Yeah, that feels, and it's not about, you know, even being afraid that you're gonna die or this or that, because you, you can't, you just mm-hmm. drop the physicality, absolutely. And you now could choose something different or whatever it is, but you wanna be more active in playing here. Now, the thing is, one of the governing, governing is, if you're just putting in time, and in survival, and if you're doing things that don't bring in joy, then the body's going to say, well, I don't want to keep doing the same thing and, and, and dealing with all of this. So we're going to ex, um, speed up the aging process and the the compromised states so that in, in fact that you're, you, know, you finally drop it to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you will notice people that are doing things that they really, really enjoy, not only are they experiencing better health, but they're also not aging as much yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, they may That's still have in the background a belief that they need to age. Um, it's funny because you know some of the people you will see, if they're not doing what they love to do, they get older, you know, mm-hmm. um, faster. And if yeah. they're doing something they love to do, uh, then. They're, uh, they're actually getting younger. I know some people, one or two people, that took on a role that every predecessor that's ever been there in that position for that corporation, by the time they finished their 10 year um, journey, that they looked way, way older, like they mm. aged 30 years they went in with youthfulness and came out like they've just finished a 50 year stint. Wow. And there were some people, two in, uh, in particular, and then I can bring up a third one, but two in particular that took on the position and took on the position and saw the whole experience totally different they actually enjoyed bringing in new ideas of technology, new ideas of way of doing things they, they um, explored. So even if they took on, they did take on a challenging position, they never saw it as challenging. They saw it as an opportunity to really use their imagination, skill sets and so forth. And after their period of time, because they would rotate people every so often, after that period of time, they actually look younger than when they started, almost a decade before.
1: Mm-hmm. I believe it.
0: Now take the elections and okay. its politics in the United States. Every single president that's ever gone in there go in somewhat more youthful and come out <laughs> aged.
1: I heard the that happened with Trump. Yeah. Yes,
0: he actually is more vibrant. Why? Because he was not trying to fit in. He was doing what he felt within himself. And yeah, you know, he's colorful in many ways. And that's perfectly fine with everybody and anyone. But he was now trying to fit in a box. He was breaking the boxes. He was pushing things to the max. And he has more vibrancy and health because of it. And he looks younger from the day he came Even though he had even more challenges than anybody else when it Mm -hmm. came to opposition, but he was being himself, regardless that his self, you know, is tweaking and improving along the way. And, you know, he has his characteristic. But to see that example, even in politics.
1: That would be great to actually go back and look at photos, because you're right. That's the one thing I can definitely attest to is that he was made for that job. Mm -hmm. like just wired for it because he doesn't give a a hoot what anybody thinks he goes in and just does what he's going to do tears things up and carves new paths i mean i don't follow politics a lot but he's definitely that kind of individual that he just likes to go in and get it done
0: exactly and the thing is too you have to look at the focus He's not about himself, believe it or not. A lot of people think mm. he's selfish or whatever. It's not about himself. Yeah, he has a boast, uh, he boasts a little bit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, for sure, no problem. Yeah. He boasts, yes, but you know where his focus is? Mm. It's for the country, it's for people.
1: Well, it's interesting because in. he came in with money. It's not like he needed the job to make money. <laughs> no, or the fame. Yeah, that's right, he already had them both. He didn't need
0: either one. He came in for the people. He said it right from the beginning. He says, I'm coming in because I see that that this beautiful jewel of a country right now is not living the way it needs to live in the Mm -hmm. sense of being progressive and whatever else. Regardless of some of his stuff has to do with, you know, keeping the old inverted stuff in place, Mm -hmm. but it created much more openness Mm -hmm. Uh, rather than a lot of the ones that are there and even the one that's there now, Uh, Is experiencing even more compromise because they're not being themselves. They're playing a role for specific individual. They actually compartmentalize and said, okay, this is my focus point. My focus point is this, rather Mm -hmm. than looking at the bigger picture, you know, um, Instead of looking at, how can I make people's lives better? How can I make things more ease? How can I have peace with other countries? How can I improve the way of life? Instead of, how can I make certain people happy that are at the elite position and uh, forget about the people, forget about making a better life, create more wars and whatever else. And you can see that it is not supportive and they're doing what we were talking about earlier, you're doing something that does not support you and support the energy around or the people collectively, right? Mm. But I, not that I wanted to bring politics in, but that was a good <laughs> it, it came in because of the good example. I saw these other people, they were in corporate worlds and, and mm. gone in t- and really transformed the corporate world, but at the same time, uh, you know, came out much more youthful from it. And they were in their late age, late parts of their lives. One of them retired at 80 something years old. 85, I think he was at the time. And he did not look like 85. Okay. Yeah. I won't mention the names only because I've never got permission from them to even say it, but I'm using their example because of the fact of uh, it, it stood out Mm -hmm. One was eighty five, the other one was in the seventies. But Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, we related to the politics because somebody—it's current time what some people are doing right now.
1: Oh yeah, but even like you've probably seen this too, Franco. um, That so that we're talking about being in alignment with what you're here to do, what brings you joy. Mm -hmm. And I I found very similar evidence when. It may not be bringing someone onto a path, like directly bringing them onto the path that brings them more joy, but releasing the beliefs or the programs that are preventing them from getting on that path, even before they get on the path, with those beliefs that are the block standing in the way, I've seen people literally on the table or on a Zoom call look younger instantly. Yes, It's quite fascinating. Like the body... Immediately starts to respond to the lack of resistance. At least that's how I would describe it. How would you describe what happens there?
0: Yeah, the resistance, but then when they're doing something they really enjoy and, and mm. you create a shift, they're actually now changing their holographic uh, yes. representation. You can see, and uh, you brought up something very important. You can see in certain times, and you can, uh, I'm asking whoever is listening to this right now to even observe yourself. Mm-hmm. Observe how you look when you're doing something you don't like Mm -hmm. and how you are doing something that really feels nurturing for you. You will see the transformation on the same day. We're not even talking a long period of time. I'm talking about you go to work, you do something, I'm, I'm just using that as an example, and you're doing something that you really interpret that you don't like, or it doesn't support you or anything else and see how it feels, not only health-wise, but also your, the radiance coming from you and also your appearance mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: versus when you're, like you said, you're online, you're doing something amazing, you're glowing, you're feeling excited, you're feeling relaxed, you're feeling youthful because of the fact that you're now aligned with that energy and you're accessing. So your holographic expression uh, adjusts accordingly.
1: Yeah, wow. So beautiful, Franco. I think we could go on forever. Yes, (laughs) we're
0: going to back this up.
1: Yeah, this is definitely
0: going to connect again and Mm. um, and play some more. We have, I'm sure, we have way more subjects to. I
1: still have some topics for this. I wish we could talk about, but for another time. Yes, this has been uh, great. Absolutely. And I hope people got some value. I think we touched on some really great topics that are so relatable, I think, and on on an individual level too, even though we were talking sometimes about a little bit about politics or a little bit about business, um, I hope people can take a look and, like you said, see how this could apply to your own life and even in the examples that were used. And once again, it seems that uh, that bit about the overarching truth being the underlying factor that we're all stepping back into that one piece at a time in our own way and mm-hmm. that's just uh an exciting path to be on so thank you Franco, for all you do
0: well thank you for Genuine. everything that you've shared and everything that you do and and uh, the health thing you're you're more you're quite familiar with because of the fact that you've been in that that realm for quite some time mm. and uh i remember when i first met you the first time you were talking about sprouting and oh, what God, you were yeah. doing and <laughs> yeah. and um you know all of that stuff and, and how it was supportive energetically and how is it was supporting, uh, supporting you physically mm-hmm. how it actually changed uh, how you felt about life and things like that and yeah. and also your connection to nature because of it you know there were so many uh, different things so it was really good topic to play with because you have exp- experience there i have my own observation mm-hmm. too and i you know i've been following some of that stuff but you know you're you're more focused at mind what i share is broad yeah. on uh, on so many levels uh mm. so uh, yeah great thank you thank you for for everything that you've shared thank mm. you for being the awesome you and we'll connect again and uh, we'll probably make a more regular show uh, along the way just uh, talking about other topics cuz you know mm. you have both sides have different uh, i'd soon say different complementing conversations and mm. and viewpoints and whatever else that are you know Uh, hitting most people in certain ways that will be, you know, quite transformative as they see it. And in this format too, people can listen to it while they're doing other things in their lives. And, and it actually, and this is one of the things, uh, there's a lot of people that are feeling alone or feeling that in one way or another, uh, how can I say? Isolated? Isolated. Yes. And having something of this nature, uh, at their disposal makes them feel like, oh, I'm part of it, and there's much more going on, and they can relate with the experiences that they're having versus what we're sharing—not uh, versus, but in complementary to what we're sharing, and it's—it seems like, oh, I'm not alone, and I'm feeling that, and, and then they can experiment with some of the things we've talked about because mm-hmm. you know it's been calling within them, but now they're saying, okay, I'm getting a message mm-hmm. time to 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 do some of these things, so
1: yeah. Okay. Yay to that. Yay to more of that. <laughs> Thank you, Franco.
0: Thank you again. And yeah. we'll, uh, we'll play again next time.
1: Okay. Take you care. Guys, care. have a blast. Yeah. Bye.